How do you deliver on a mega project? Let's say a new highway, tunnel or rail project is announced. The billions in public funding has been approved. An organisation tasked with delivering the project has been set up. What next? After all, that new organisation might just be a dozen or so people without any prior experience delivering a project like this. You could do what's been done on projects in the past. Hire a project or delivery manager, a company that already has the relevant experience, to do the job for you. But that creates the risk of big decisions being taken out of your control and the end result not being what was originally planned. But a new model has emerged on major projects across Europe. One that keeps the delivery organisation in control, but utilises the expertise of a more experienced organisation. Welcome to Engineering Matters. I'm Johnny Dowling. And I'm Rian Owen. In this episode, we've partnered with Atkins, a member of the SNC-Lavalin Group, to learn about the role of delivery partners on major projects. When a big project has been approved and received funding, it now comes down to the organisation in charge to deliver. There are organisations that have extraordinarily well-developed delivery organisations that can deliver soup to nuts on a project. But that isn't the, uh, the usual case, and it's almost never the usual case in the case of a, a so-called mega-project. And increasingly, organisations are being set up specifically to deliver one project. They can be very small teams without decades of organisational experience that now need to deliver a major project. Public organisations generally have moved away from having a all-singing, all-dancing organisation for the delivery of projects. They're more selective. They're more economical in the amount of staffing that they keep in place. So often, if an organisation is pursuing a large project, they are going to uh, look for uh, a project management organisation. Peter Zuck is a project executive for Atkins. You might say I've been in the delivery partner business all my life because the first large project that I worked on was the Boston Central Artery Project, also known as the Big Dig in the United States. On the Big Dig, we had a program management organization in place when I came to be the project director of that project. And I found that a structured program management organization was not helpful, it was, was suboptimal in terms of delivering the project. So Peter made changes to the structure. So I did something which in that time we called creating an integrated project organization. I actually wrote a project plan that called for an integrated project organization that mixed public employees with private employees, keeping public employees responsible for solely public functions, uh, and delivered the project in that way. And in many ways, that's a precursor, if you will, to what was called a delivery partner role. So what is the role of the delivery partner? Well, it can be quite tricky to define. Yeah, I think I think the first thing I would say is there is no definition, is there, as of, of a delivery partner? There's, there's engineering delivery partners, there's delivery delivery partners, there's thin clients, thick clients, intelligent clients, there's there's as there's many, uh, I, I guess, shades of this as you would you would want to put to it. 
Richard Robinson is the CEO of Atkins in the UK and Europe. He previously worked as the Chief Operating Officer at HS2. The role of delivery partner is very flexible and it's all about fitting into specifically what the client needs. A delivery partner form of project management is from the project management family. It's simply one of the more advanced of those and it's one that really speaks to clients wanting to keep themselves the centrality of being in charge of a project while at the same time having the resources to be able to do those things that are necessary to assure delivery. So I would say that a delivery partner as opposed to just a program manager is more a much more collaborative relationship with the owner or the client than the typical program manager. And partner is a word that has a particular meaning. What it really means is that uh, it's a relationship of trust and confidence. A project manager, small or large project, pays attention to the same things. They pay attention to safety, they pay attention to schedule, they pay attention to cost, they pay attention to quality, and they pay attention to the risks that present themselves to as obstacles to the delivery of a project. The role of a project delivery partner won't look the same across any two projects. And there are a lot of factors that will influence what type of role the delivery partner looks like. How, how deep, how big of client organisation do you want to be, which is obviously related to how, how much of the deliveries do you want to manage yourself? What will you, what will you do as a client? What will you not do? Probably the most important thing in all this is what risks will you actively manage and what risks will you try and have others manage for you? And I think that's a, that's a massive decision early on in, 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 a, in a major project or programme. Major infrastructure projects require expertise that may only be held by a small number of people. So hiring in temporary expertise is a major benefit of the delivery partner model. A lot of times if you're building really large infrastructure, there's a limited number of people in the world that have that experience. And, and you probably want the most experienced people that you can find as an owner to help you deliver a major infrastructure project. Kurt Goddard is the head of rail and transit in the US for Atkins. Let's say you're doing a billion dollar job or multi-billion dollar job, and you look at your own staff and you say, okay, we have nobody here that's done a project like that. Not that, not, not that they're not good people, not that they're not smart people, not that they're not capable people. They just don't happen to have that experience. And so that's when you say to yourself, okay, we, we need to get some other people to help us deliver that type of infrastructure, that size of a project, because we just don't happen to have that expertise. And it's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, and, and, and again, there's not a lot of people in the, globally that have delivered multi-billion dollar projects. Identifying the areas where the client organization is best suited to taking the lead and simultaneously figuring out which areas you want a delivery partner to manage is the first step when considering hiring a delivery partner. So really it's what are you what are you really going to be great at in this delivery? Are you going to manage the system integration? You're probably almost definitely going to have to manage the land acquisition, the environmental approvals. So that that better be a core competence. But then when you get into the harder side of delivery, if you want to manage the contractor yourself, do you want a delivery partner to do that management for you? 
how much of the quality control, I guess, you know, real on-site, on-site stuff do you want to be involved in or do you want someone else to do? Richard had to ask these questions and make these decisions during his time at HS2. The new high-speed line being built to link London with the north of England is currently Europe's largest infrastructure project. If you look at HS2, that's a given the size of the job, you would say it's a relatively thin client organisation, actually. I think, you know, circa 1,500, 2,000 people, but much of that augmented through delivery partner organisations in and of itself. Given, given the scale of the job, that's a pretty slim, pretty slim client organisation. A thin client organisation like HS2 just means an organisation with a small number of employees. And so the size and expertise of the client organisation is what decides the nature and makeup of the delivery partner. But other factors can also influence the role of the delivery partner, like the scope of the project itself. So HS2, for example, is a very long linear scheme. So, so you, you can start to imagine that geographical boundaries are going to be important. You're going to need to split the job up into, into certain pieces of geography to manage. However, there were some things that were clear that HS2 should keep in-house. But then you, you can never get away from cross-cutting things to join the whole railway up, such as rail systems is the obvious one. Utilities, uh, land acquisition environmental approvals, they're all things that, that are there for the whole job. But once an organisation has identified the areas it actually needs help from a delivery partner with, and they've brought them on board, what does the delivery partner actually do? So the notion is that the owner of a project would hire a team that would become a trusted partner in the delivery of that project, would become fully integrated in a way which was driven by the owner themselves, whether that's, you know, a small group at the top of an organization or a large group marbled throughout the organization. But the role of that delivery partner would be to understand, embrace, and be able to participate in delivering the vision of the owner of a project. So you'll take certain people, you'll have your, you'll have your client org chart, you'll use your delivery partner contract to fill gaps in the org chart. Where, where you're struggling to recruit overall. This means that in essence, two organisations merge into the same office until they can complete the delivery of the project. It's gotta be a very tight collaboration. Again, you know, a delivery partner is working in, in very close concert with the owner and you're gonna build those very personal relationships over time. Sometimes people become lifelong friends on these projects. And, uh, and so that's, that's very important. Ensuring a close collaborative working relationship between project owner and delivery partner is essential to the model working. You would have the personalities, and this is why personalities can be really critical when you're putting them on a project and how the team is gonna function together. The people have to work together. They have to be able to get along. Doesn't mean everybody's their best friend or, or or even sometimes that they like each other, but you have to respect people's opinion and the abilities they bring to the project and therefore the mix and makeup of the project team itself on both sides of the, both for the owner and for the delivery partner are incredibly important. I would say culture is a two-way street. The sponsor of a project is going to have a notion 
and is going to develop a relatively firm view of the culture that they want to develop. The role of a delivery partner organization is to be sufficiently flexible to be able to accommodate and to fit into that culture and ultimately to believe in the benefits of that. While delivery partners must adapt to a client's way of working, the client must also be receptive to improvements that can be made. Some clients use certain types of, say, scheduling or cost control software, certain types of, say, heavy civil uh, estimating software and things like that. And so the delivery partner really needs to understand all of those things so that, you know, if if a client already has those things uh, in place, that they can easily accommodate what the client's already using because there's no, no reason to change any of that. Now, maybe a delivery partner can help upgrade all that and maybe make consolidate information better and 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 so for example we have uh, you know data driven program management uh, process and but it accommodates all you know all different types of lower level software to get you know help the decision making process if a client doesn't have all of those things and you would expect the delivery partner to be able to bring all of those things to help stand up the delivery partner project and support to a client very, very quickly. It's not just internally. On major public projects, it's just as important that the delivery partner projects the same values as the client organization externally. The other thing that a uh, delivery partner does is to project the values of the owner of a project. And where they uh, are most Uh, useful and where most of the action is in projecting the values of an owner is in working with stakeholders. Every project has stakeholders. So a, a delivery partner needs to understand the vision of a project owner or sponsor well enough to be able to communicate that vision and be able to live that vision with the stakeholders of a project. Peter Zuck's first experience of working within the delivery partner model was also in London. First time we really started talking about delivery partner was the London Olympics, the 2012 London Olympics, in which they expressly developed this form of project program and project management is called in the UK of a delivery partner. time that that was happening at uh, the London Olympics, I was the uh, chief programs officer at the London Underground and responsible for all of the construction on the London Tube. In that capacity, I was a cooperating organization, if you will, with the London Olympics. For major projects like HS2 or the Olympics, one major consideration is the issue of legacy. The delivery partner model is well suited to helping deliver on additional focuses that a project may have, like legacy and company culture. On the London Olympics, we call it the Olympic effect, that there was something special about coming together to do the important thing of having everything in place that needed to be in place when the Olympics were opened in uh, the Olympic Stadium. So that that was something that everybody could get behind It's something that everybody could embrace. And when you talk about legacy, uh, if you were part of that, it's something that you'll always remember. A a characteristic of of large public infrastructure projects or large projects generally is 
uh, they take up a big portion of people's lives. If you have participated in one, it's usually a highlight of uh, what you what you've been pursuing in your in your um, professional career. Legacy can also take the form of creating new opportunities within the local community, like awarding contracts to local businesses of all different sizes. When you're doing mega projects, you've got the old saying, you know, rising tide lifts all boats. And in a mega project, everybody should have the opportunity to participate. Both certified small businesses, be they be minority owned or, or woman owned or, you know, whatever the dis disadvantaged and uh, medium-sized firms, you know, because maybe they've graduated and now they're 100, 200 people or something like that, but they can still add a lot of value. And and so the, all of those people need the op should have the opportunity to participate in a very large project. When you're spending billions of dollars, it should be very easy to have all sorts of participation across all different size firms, not just from the delivery partner perspective, because the delivery partner team may be quite large on a, on a very large mega project, but also ensuring that the, the engineering, the contractors, the construction managers and all that, that those medium, small firms, larger firms, all have the opportunity to participate in that as well. And the, uh, up to including you know, setting aside work, appropriate work for small businesses to bid on and be a prime contractor. To ensure a delivery partner is a good fit for a project's internal culture and on board with the project's legacy goals, Richard believes that including a behavioural assessment in the procurement procedure can bring the best results. I think if, as, as a procuring organisation, as a client organisation, having a behavioural assessment element to your procurement just two things actually it makes it, it well firstly the main thing it probably just sends a big signal that behavior and how you work together is, is really important to you now you know we all know that everyone runs workshops don't they and they all practice as a team to come across as as as, as one friendly organization and then, and then when things get into you know when you get in the heat of battle it's maybe not quite like that but you know i think just set, but setting your stall out like that does send a signal unlike other forms of project management the delivery partner model is about keeping the client organization in control and at the top of decision making. Well, the project manager method really is geared towards sort of around the cost and schedule approach. You know, you're just going to manage the cost and the schedule. You might do some procurement stuff. Whereas, you know, delivery partner is really conjoined with the owner and it, again, in a very collaborative uh, arrangement to help deliver the project. Uh, everybody being focused on delivery. Um, and in, in, in many cases, the client looks for the program manager just to come in and tell them what to do. They'll just take over the project for a client and and then basically turn it over when it's done almost, if you, if you will. So, but that's not the delivery partner model. But even within the delivery partner model, without the right balance, a delivery partner can take too much control. There is always the risk that there is an imbalance between the owner's capabilities and ability to recognize them and uh, a delivery partner's performance. So there's a risk of an imbalance. The uh, astute and experienced delivery partner organization 
is is one which is going to not try to overplay its hand, if you will, of trying to wear the stripes of their uh, superior officer or be the client themselves and to be respectful of that public role that a public owner has and accountability that a public owner has uh, in the delivery of their services. But that's that's why, why the cookbook, if you will, for delivery partner includes key performance indicators that are monitored uh, on an ongoing basis as to whether the uh, delivery partner is delivering for the owner the uh, outcomes that uh, the, the owner desires. Think about the history of Crossrail. They, they started out with a you know, very strong, very competent delivery partner organization doing the whole of the delivery. I think clients started to feel a bit too disconnected from the actual delivery of the job and a bit too remote. And again, Crossrail would be an example of that, wouldn't it, in terms of the systems integration between the stations packages and TFL systems was a risk that was clearly unmanaged and came right back at the client organization within a couple of months of the job being forecast to finish, leading to, obviously, as we all know, probably a two-year extension on, 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 that, on that time, which is quite astonishing to see. It is crucial for major projects that the owner, which is often a public body, stays closely involved in the delivery and on big decisions has the final say. The leaders of public organizations are accountable to the public for the authority, the last stop in authority and the decider of last resort to be the public owner. In fact, in most cases, that is legally required. Any contractual decisions that are going to be made still ought to be made by the owner because you don't want, say, a delivery partner approving their own change orders or something crazy like that. You've always got to pay attention to incentivization, always. And, and a delivery partner might. There are definitely cases where delivery partners' incentives have, have ended up being at odds with what a client wanted to get done. And that usually that can be around schedule. There's a, a conspicuous example in the states, won't mention the agencies, where delivery partner form of project manager was adopted and somehow in setting up the governance of the delivery partner process, the delivery partner ended up signing its own checks. That would be an example of a, a situation in which insufficient attention was paid to the fact that the public owner needs to be responsible for public functions so again, there's a, there should be a responsible or cognizant owner, person, a representative that the delivery partner is going to be working with and advising. But in the end, it should be the owner that that makes contractual decisions about, say, extending a schedule for a contractor or or maybe a, a significant change order or something like that. So so I think that that's important that the owner and, and that is a part of the delivery partner's jobs, keep the owner well informed so that they can make those decisions and make them very quickly and timely. The emergence of the delivery partner model shows how project delivery organizations are changing. So. I would say the more modern approach and the way, the way most clients or the way a lot of clients anyway nowadays are looking at it, they're really looking at a more collaborative way of, of doing business. 
But while more collaboration may be what everyone wants, Peter and Richard still hear a lot of misconceptions about the delivery partner model. I think it would be the exception for the not to be, not not to be a slight confusion or misinterpretation about about what a delivery partner is. And of course, and of course, that's that's natural because as we've talked about so far, it can be as a client, the delivery partner can always be whatever you say it is. So, so it's uh, it's 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 set up that way uh, in some senses. You know, I do I do think that 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 point we talked about at the start, the the deciding as a client what your core competencies are what are you going to manage what do you want others to manage getting comfortable with that getting comfortable with which types of organization you might want to work with to do that delivery and then how your how you make sure your all, your all of your incentives are aligned you know those those are the big decisions up front those are the really big decisions up front and then and then from there pretty much everything else starts to flow actually it becomes a lot easier once you get that picture clear Probably the, the area where there's potential for misconception is in the nature of partnership. In my experience, there's a soft side of partnership and a hard barred side of partnership, both of which need to be present in a successful delivery partner situation. Uh, the soft side is that the delivery partner needs to adopt the values and in a public organization, those can be about transparency, those can be about engagement of stakeholders. Those can be about inclusion of groups in the process. Those things are going to be important to a, uh, an organization in selecting a delivery partner. If the job is solely to, to do the job and not embrace values, that wouldn't be a good match for some organizations. Although, uh, at the end of the day, uh, we have a project organization to make sure that uh, uh, projects are delivered and that safety, uh, schedule, cost, quality, and risks are properly addressed. So you need to embrace the client's personality, if you will, be able to, as well as deliver for the client on the, the goals of the uh, project. While it is a relatively new model, it is being seen as a success on the projects that it's been used on so far across Europe and now increasingly in America. The delivery partner model is likely to be the way more and more projects are completed. Look, I think the I think the model the models that have been used at HS2 will be you know sort of studied and be templates for many years to come. Actually, the integrated project team approach at HS2 so, um, Atkins is the engineering delivery partner. So. So actually is, is responsible, there's a lot of augmentation, but also takes a lot of technical tasks away to solve as the, as the engineering delivery partner rather than the construction delivery partner. But I think the overall model, the integrated project team model at HST will be, will be one that's studied a lot and I think will, be, will generally be seen to have been really successful actually. The delivery partner model has been used outside of the US for some time now. Uh, and I would say it's the the idea and and the and that model is becoming more prevalent in the US. It's been used a few times in rail and transit uh, already. So for example, California high speed rails use the delivery partner model for their program manager, if you will. And I know that there are other clients that are entertaining this model too to deliver 
you know, major, major rail infrastructure projects in the U.S. So it is catching on and I think it's a better way of doing things. Engineering Matters is a production of Rebe Media. This episode was written and produced by me, Johnny Dowling, and co-hosted by Rian Owen. Editing and series supervision by John Young, sound engineering by Ross McPherson, and over budget and behind schedule is Rory Harris. Thank you to Atkins, a member of the SNC-Lavalin Group, and thank you for listening. You can find us on all podcast apps, on our website, engineeringmatters.rebe.media, on Twitter, LinkedIn, and now on Instagram.